0: Audible Originals presents DJ Dramas Gangster Girls podcast. The following contains language and content some may find offensive.
1: Gangsta, gangsta. Brazil. The first time Brazil! I realized I was the best rapper alive. You know what I mean? Now, now, now before I go to any further to this conversation, let me let y'all know what I mean by that best rapper alive shit. I don't think I'm better than anybody personally. I don't think I'm better than anybody spiritually. You know what I mean? I don't think I'm better than anybody in any way or form or fashion. But as far as this rap thing, I think I am better than everybody. I'm a competitor. I hope everybody else feel the same way about their craft. You know what I mean? If you do, it makes it better for the people, it makes it better for the listeners, dog. And that's how I feel about mine. So if you're listening you want to hear somebody dedicated to what they do I'm so dedicated that I feel I'm impressed I'm
0: ready. We're gonna start it like a mixtape once again ladies and gentlemen legendary Legendary, legendary. Mr. Thanksgiving DJ DJ, drama. drama. I'm here with the goats of all goats. Greatest of all time, the best rapper alive. Gangsta Grills, very special and arguably the most important mixtape series of all time. But it would not be that without this man that I'm sitting next to right now. Tunchi, what's happening? How are you? I'm great. You look amazing. Thank you. likewise. <laughs> How you feeling, man? Awesome, man. Um, re- I mean, let me start like this. Let's talk uh, Young Money. Young Money, the legendary label created by Tucci in 2005, that went on to discover Nicki Minaj and Drake. Now, just recently, I was online and I saw a um, a cipher mm-hmm. with you introducing. Is it the new Young Money?
2: Yeah. Word it that way, but you know, okay. A couple homies been down since day one,
0: right? So, yeah. Tell me about that.
2: I mean, excited about those. You know, you already know how I am when it comes to trying to... Mm, I hate using the word make, but, you know, trying to, trying to make an artist. Okay. You know what I mean? Because they make themselves. That's why I hate using the word. But uh, I guess the word would be break. Trying to break. Trying to order. break. Yeah. Promote. So Exactly. So that right there always get me excited. Just working with new artists and just working with the artists and seeing what they can do and putting my paint to it and my little two cents and we figure it out. And these artists who I have right now, I remember asking Mac...
0: That's Mac Mane. He's been president of Young Money since 2009 and friends with Wayne since they were 11 years old. He appeared on the Young Money collaboration album and had a verse on the hit song, Every Girl, which featured a couple of YM artists you may have heard of, Drake and Nicki Minaj.
2: I'm not sure exactly when if it was last year or the year before, but I remember asking them, just letting them know like I'm ready to you know with the with myself with Nikki doing them, we felt like it's time let's get some new artists. Mm-hmm. let's see what's up and so we ran into these people that we have these guys we have, and we fell in love once he sent them to me' get the yeah and nay I was you know what I mean it was already a go, and I am beyond excited for these people.
0: that's amazing. what type of like seeing where you are at this space in your career, what type of tutelage do you give to them
2: um I always lead by example, first of all. Uh So what I mean by that is invite them to a session, invite them to things I have going on, things like media purposes, uh, award shows, TV shows, anything, things like this. Right. Just so they can lead by example so they can see, okay, this is what it takes. But the main thing is that studio. Mm -hmm. Them to see me in the studio and see what it takes and, you know, when their eyes are getting heavy. You know, and they see that minds are wide the <laughs> fuck open. You know what I mean? They, the Tom Brady effect. That's but then at the same time, what I mean by that is you always hear about how Belichick or if it was Bruce Arians or whoever would call time out in front of the whole team. Mm-hmm. And Tom was all for that. Right. The comparison would be them getting to see myself in the studio when they know they're tired. Right. And they know even though my eyes are wide the fuck open, they know yeah, he's tired too. But they see, okay, he put himself through this and he's calling himself out. At this point in his career, you know what I mean, it could be for a word or two. You know what I mean? It could right. be for a sentence. And see, he's going that hard. It matters that much. And that's all I try to show you when I say lead by example. And then when it comes to advice on any situation, I'll make sure they go down the right path. That's all I can do is point you into the right direction, push you, nudge you into the right direction. Now you got to jump and go.
0: Would anything at this point surprise you after having the type of successes you've had in your career and have had with artists? Is is there anything you feel like is left like, you'd be like, what? Oh, shit.
2: From my artist? From yours. The surprising fact is just what they can do, Uh being different from what I hear. I mean, period. Just if you catch my ear, I believe in my ear. You know what I mean? I believe in my ear. I got us this far, so... The surprise factor is just every time I cut on something new from them mm. and also like I said, surprising them in a certain in a sense by showing them something that they didn't know they can do <laughs> or maybe they knew they can do it and showing them how well they can do it mm. yeah
0: what keeps you inspired after all this time when it comes to music that itself music that itself
2: creativity art the whole process of coming up with a verse the how am I going to come up with it? Should I come should I listen to the beat first? Should I just start thinking of something and then have so many, so many patterns of how I approach a song right? in so many ways and it's a blank canvas every time and I'm, I am the paint Absolutely. and I'm just about to jump on that hook.
0: For you, is it like more comparable to sports in a sense? I think about it like every year a team balls incredibly hard and a new year starts and it's like, okay, you got to go Do get a double again. chip.
2: Mm-hmm. And you are not the team you were last year. Right. You are not the, they're calling you the defending champions. champions, but no, that happened then. So yes, I approach every song with that. You are not this, you're not some Grammy or you're not the best rapper. No, you, I'm still trying to make the person who haven't heard me or who don't like me.
0: I don't know if there's anybody left that hasn't heard
2: you. Oh, yeah, the people, there's people boring every day. And so <laughs> I'm still trying to get that person, you know? I'm yeah. still trying to get that person. And it ain't even about not liking me or haven't heard me. Yeah. A, there's a lot of people who haven't heard me. And then it's about just connecting, connection, that alone. And if I'm approaching that, if I am if I approach a song with the idea of, hey, I'm the best, and you should know that, you listener. <laughs> you should know I'm the best. That's who this is on this song, right. then I cut that song off, man. Yeah, I mean, this is music is music. Music is supposed to connect to the listening every sort of way in different ways. You don't know that when you're behind the mic. You don't even know how you're going to connect to someone. You know what I mean? But that's what it's about. Just approaching it as a blank canvas, and you are the paint, not the artist. Mm.
0: Even these last two years,
2: remember that you are the paint, paint, not the artist.
0: Even these last two years, when the end of the year lists have been done. To the surprise of some, but then not to many, your name still comes up when it's like lyricist of the year, best rapper of the year, even in years when you may not have an album out, just off your features, just off your songs alone. Mm-hmm. Still, 22 and a half plus years later, mm-hmm. you still wind up in that top spot.
2: That that's what, we, that's what I do it for. You know, I don't check the spots. I don't know that I'm there, but it's no surprise. And that's what I do it for. Uh-huh. And also, everybody knows I don't listen too much other music because it's not because I don't like other music or dislike anyone. It's just because I got, I'm got i making up too much shit on my own for myself. And so I'm always listening to the next thing I'm about to do or the last thing I just did. And so with that, you know what I mean? With that said, that's not. It's
0: not. How does your brain even work where you've said so much fly shit? And do you even have to question, like,
2: did I already... Oh, definitely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> have I, I said that all? Like,
2: if you check my Google thing, whatever you call it, that's what's on there. Just, if you press L-I, the first thing, Lil Wayne lyrics. You'll look up your lyrics. Because I'm always looking up my lyrics. <laughs> see, you know it's what I mean? And it's, to see if I said it already. To see if someone else said it. Okay. Because sometimes I think of something, I'm like, man, that's so right there. Like, somebody had to say this already. And sometimes, they, I mean, a lot of times they haven't, and so I run with it, but... Yeah, and then there's a lot of times there's some things I've already said, and then sometimes the bad part about that is I record so much that I remember that. No, you said that. You definitely said that Mm -hmm. before, not knowing that. It's not something you never put out,
0: though. Right. Yeah, so. Fire. Yeah. When we talk about the word mixtape, Gangsta Grills is synonymous with mixtape. Lil Wayne is synonymous with mixtape. When I think about your history, it even goes back to the squad up mixtapes. I'm just curious about, like, what if mixtapes meant for you through the years and even early on in your career? You know, why did you take that approach?
2: Mixtapes for me now. Mixtapes for me are different now. Um, other people, other artists, don't do mixtapes the way I do them. Mixtapes has always been the same for me too. It's always been. It's not a platform for a new, new, brand new music and a new, basically, another album. You yeah, know, some people. Right. That's what people do. Right. Um, for me, my mixtapes has always been give me the hottest songs. And again, I don't listen to nothing. So I'll be just hearing these songs. Uh-huh. When Mac sent them over, uh-huh. like, these are the songs that's popping. i like, this was popping. <laughs> right, okay, I guess. And so I got to learn that song. I gotta learn it, and then I learned it, and I start thinking about things I would have said. And so you know what I end up doing? I approach them as if that artist called me for a feature mm. on that song. And so I I give you one of those verses, you know what I mean? I'll make sure I put one or two verses like that on there as a feature, and I'm going to kill every feature. And then I'm going to make sure, then on some songs, I might just like what you said mm-hmm. so much that I just want to re-say it in my way. That's what the mixtapes are for me. So if they're they're very important, the period. They're very important for the artists themselves. Absolutely. Yeah, I made them important for me because of how hard I go on them. And so I definitely definitely think mixtapes are very important
0: yeah. um we're coming on 17 years for dedication to which most people will argue is their favorite in the series fresh off the back-to-back successes of his 2004 album the carter and his 2005 classic the carter 2 Lil wayne was just 23 years old and was coming into his own as the universally agreed upon and self-proclaimed best rapper alive Dedication 2 was a sequel to our first tape together. It was a critical and cultural sensation. And it's talked about as the most artistically and financially successful mixtape of all time. We did the first dedication in 05. I don't know if you know this, but a lot of the skits that were on the tape, okay, the way I would approach it mm-hmm. is almost like I was doing an interview with you in a sense. Mm-hmm. I would like write down, I remember that, I would yeah. write down questions yeah. and everything, mm-hmm. and then you would Kind of answer. That's how we and got. We got like, to spread them out throughout that. Yeah, you know, and I would spread them out. Even I think at that time, outside of your your raps, that was the first time people
2: heard me answer questions that way, and heard me answer things like that.
1: What I ever think about retirement uh, I, I look at retirement like I look at retirement like You retire out when you die out Straight up Cause you never retire out what you do You never retire out of what you do Meaning if you put so much into, If if what you do is your life like mine You know what I mean Like my career is my life So I, I could never retire out Even when I stop rapping I'm gonna still be some kind of way In form or fashion In it You know what I mean Like when I die There's gonna be rappers at my funeral Hopefully You know what I mean But you know what I mean that, That's just how it is Are Y'all gonna remember that That nigga was a rapper But hopefully I go down for something Known for something different, not different, but known for something else. Also, you know what I mean, but that's what I'm gonna do, and hopefully, I know what I'm gonna do. Man, I'm that nigga. Man, I'm that nigga. Man, I'm
2: that nigga. Man. Yeah, that was a that was a great idea because I remember um talking to Mac and Taz about that back then and how they was they thought that was a great idea. Period. Because uh-huh. I don't do a bunch of interviews. Right it's not because I don't want to. I just think the people scared of me or something. <laughs> oh, what the hell? I don't know what they to tell these people that I'm a real and I'm really not a human. Yeah,
0: hey, hey, you're like. an alien.
2: But that, But that was a great idea. That was perfect. That was a great idea. I remember that.
0: Do you remember the last song on Dedication 2? We were in Miami. Khaled was shooting Holla At Me video. We were pretty much finished the tape. And I bought you the Canon remix beat. That was the last to song. my Canon? Yeah, how they do motherfuckers. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. that was the last record we did for that tape. Okay. And I remember that. You, I think you bodied it that night. Yeah. I wound up turning it into a into my single. Do you regret dissing the Obannons on that song? The Obannon brothers. They both went from playing at UCLA to then having underwhelming and short-lived careers in the NBA. Unfortunately. Ed O'Bannon especially is synonymous with being a bust. I have you missing, like, the fucking O'Bannons. They play for uh, UCLA.
2: The oh, yeah, the Twins. <laughs> <laughs> they was missing from my brain. My f- uh, do I feel bad? No, hell no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I told you asked me how I was feeling. Like, I think that was your first question. I told you how I was feeling
0: fucking awesome. Um, a lot of the records off your mixtapes then become songs too <laughs> yeah. which is incredible to this day like playing the club dick pleaser i knew this bitch name keisha she's a real dick pleaser i remember going to the bay area and they were playing that on the radio yeah like it was a song yeah
2: that's they brave too you already know yeah i mean that right there that's not the intention right i i told you i'm just having fun on these songs and Making the most of them, but it's happening. Then, the way, uh, like when you would do things, you know, the way you guys would send beats sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just go off on a beat, not knowing that if it's not no one's song. Mm-hmm. And I just know it's Max said it's going on the mixtape. Mm-hmm. And so, also, I do approach the mixtape songs. I do approach those with a little more free, a little more loose, free, you know what I mean? Than you mental, like Than I do when it's, a, when it's, when it's an album. Yeah. Yeah. So, therefore, you get a little more wilder on there and you get a looser guy. So, Maybe they like that, I guess.
0: So what's your process like with that? Because you've been in a space for a long time in your career where you don't have to do a mixtape. Like you don't have to body these beats, Mm -mm. you know? You've been on top for quite some time. Even after the successes of of the Carters, you'll still go in Mm -hmm. and still keep on recording and keep doing work. Yeah. Success is an understatement. The Carter Three sold a million in its first week. The Carter Four, close to a mil. (laughs) You don't see them numbers like that anymore.
2: Oh, the reason I mean the reason why I do is because I am mu- I am music. Like I don't there's nothing to like nothing else that floats my boat like coming up with a verse and putting it to a beat, listening to it over and over and fixing it and having a finished product. I mean, the perfect example of that is a drive. You know, just mm. check Wayne's drive. I got 50 albums, you know? I got 50 albums. Like, how you want it? I got R&B albums. I got rock albums. I got what you want. How you like it? I got it. And I don't make them and say, here, Mac, this got to be my new single right here. No, I just make it and, okay, that was that one. Let's go. Give me another. I like this beat right here. Let's do it. It's because that's me. That's the same equivalent of putting it out, winning the number one album, just finishing it, completing it, and getting it done and listening to it. That's the same equivalent I get from thank God. I want to thank God first. Same equivalent. Same feeling. Favorites? And that's the reason why.
0: Do you have favorites of your bodies of work?
2: Do I have favorites? Um, I do. I do. I forget them fast, but I do. I have favorites, you know, like when I'm working, I'm, you know, probably for a week or two, just that one. Yeah, but you know, I'm moving on.
0: So, but even like
2: of albums? Albums? Uh, no, I don't even listen to it. Mm. I don't listen to my music, no. So I wouldn't, I would probably have to start doing that, and then say I have a favorite. So I never so I never did that, so I don't want, I never you had keep that. Keep it part. that way. Yeah. I'm listening to what I'm about to do. hmm Still in the game. Can't be watching no footage.
0: That's crazy. I, I feel like you were the first real rock star in hip-hop, even when it came to showing up with a guitar, saying I'm a rock star.
2: Nah, that was run DMC.
0: That's fair. Walk this way. That's fair. hmm who that shot the Aerosmith? Mm-hmm. But you did it a little differently, though. You mm-hmm. you, you encompassed both Run DMC
2: and, and Aerosmith together. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm never afraid, never afraid to try something new when it comes to music. I love what I do, and I love what I'm able to do.
0: When it comes to hip-hop, you've been such the inspiration to generations now in so many ways, from the way you record, from your work ethic. You know, your output, your style, and fashion, you know. I
2: see y'all out there. Yeah, I see <laughs>
0: you, you. You have a lot of children. You have a, you have a lot of children. I'll, I'll say it. What does that feel like, you know, to have inspired generations? Wait, wait, wait. Let me clarify. We're not just talking about Wheezy having four biological children, we're talking about the artists out there that clearly copied, emulated, or simulated Lil Wayne's approach to everything. Drama, I'd be
2: lying if I told you that i slowed down for one second to see what the feeling feels like. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's amazing, of course. It's obviously amazing, but man, I'm still turning the wheel, you know? And if, if I am still the one in the driver's seat, then yeah. that right there is amazing. That's the most amazing feeling. And I can assure you, if I am still in the driver's seat, we are about to get to our destination without no problem
0: fire he's coming up with bars as he speaks think it's an alien uh, um that wasn't a is it fair to say that you and drake birthed the concept of versus when y'all did the drake vs. Wayne tour versus was introduced during the COVID 19 pandemic by producers timberland and swizz beats the series pits two musicians against each other in a battle that showcases their back catalogs Episodes have featured Eric Badu versus Joe Scott, Ludacris versus Nelly, and Jeezy versus Gucci. Fans have debated who would win between Wayne and hypothetical opponents such as 50 Cent. But so far, Wayne has not participated. No, no, no,
2: no, no, no. That versus, uh uh. That is serious. That is, that's something totally different. We, me and Drake, we did that. We do the Drake versus. we having fun, man. We just, you know what I mean? Boy, that shit go. That shit get real. The first year, (laughs) we ain't know
0: that. There was never a time, even when y'all was, it it got a little competitive. No, it was all fun.
2: No, because there's never a time. Because as soon as he go to, uh, he wins. I can't. (laughs) There's never a time I can't get too competitive. He got me in that area, you know soon as he goes to doing that, I might throw him How to Love and get him. Yeah, I mean, i throw him How to Love and do that a little bit, but that's why I still got to put some more music out so I can be able to stand up next to him like, okay, you want to play? Get my guitar.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Your name has come up in Versus Conversations at various times. Yeah, I heard about that.
2: I told you, the only thing I thought made sense if I was being involved in it would be, you know, Either album Wayne versus mixtape Wayne, mm. uh, uh um, album Wayne or mixtape Wayne versus feature Wayne mm. or something like that, you know. So I got too much material. And Wayne also, versus I, Wayne. Wayne versus Wayne, because, you know, I don't, it's not that there's no artist that can stand, it's just that I'm too competitive. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to embarrass no one. And if I am competing against whoever I'm competing against, I will embarrass you. I don't want to embarrass no one.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of scary.
2: Um, and this this thing that we do, this music thing, man, you can, you know, if it's the wrong type of situation on that verse, you can end their careers. Mm. You know what I mean? You can end their careers and that's what I would do. Mm. And I don't who wants to do that? I don't wanna be that guy. <laughs> yeah, so I end Lil Wayne, the feature Wayne career, <laughs> and yeah. And with the album Wayne, something like that, I do that instead.
0: Um speaking of albums, can we talk Carter Six? Let's talk it. I'm excited.
2: Man, you you see you see me? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yes. It's
0: Tom. Yeah, it is. Um, how you
2: feeling? Man, it's awesome. I'm feeling great. Yeah, I'm feeling great. It's amazing. It's amazing. Shout out to everyone, all the producers that put their time into, you know, they, they give me beats. And it's not just for this album. It's all the time. I just shout out to those people that know who I'm talking about, that send beats to my phone, send beats to my people. They make beats for me.
0: Uh-huh.
2: You know what I mean? that's I really appreciate that. You know what I mean? Because I know what it takes to make a sit there and come up with it. And so to know that you are sitting there coming up with it with me in mind, and shout out to those people because I make the most of every beat I can. You know, what I mean that I I pull up every beat we pull up. That's the one, and I'm about to make. I get. To, I'll be. I, you know, knowing that the song might not float. max in, Mac name. Mac might not like this one, uh-huh. but I'm still gonna be working on it for five days straight just because I do. I like it. You know, and if it's just for that reason, nothing's ever finished as an artist. So what I mean by that is, and Matt can, Matt can attest to this, if I could have a song I've done and be sitting around for two years, and we just used to hearing it, but as soon as I didn't got a beat that I think I hear it on, you know, that is we taking it off of this beat, sorry. Oh. <laughs> we taking it off of this beat, putting it on something else. Might be a different tempo, It might sound better, faster. And now we got a single.
0: So how do you do that even with, with working on an album like this where you may have records that you've had for some time and then you're still consistently working?
2: Um, What Mac does is Mac, you know, with the busiest man in America, he's too busy for me. He busy. So, <laughs> you know, you just come to the studio and listen to a bunch of songs, give me this one. Oh, yeah, give me this one. I hear. So I see, he get visuals and then that song's where he send me. Uh-huh. You know, like, this going on in the album, this is probably have such and such singing on it or such and such produced it or whatever. But for this Carter Six, I believe it's just who I am now as an artist this is what makes this album just the most amazing.
0: Explain that song.
2: What I mean by that is who I am as an artist now I'm so well rounded. I'm sharp. I've been through it. I'm well experienced. I have you know what I mean I'm done so much. And so just to figure out I never approach songs with like, hey, I'm only attacking this crowd with the song. I used to. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But I don't approach them like that no more. So now I know that because of my age, I know that because of my experience and because of my my errors that I've not, that's what an S, my errors I've been in, that I have way more listeners. And so with that said, the person you get now, who I am now and what I can do, my abilities is different from what I was able to do back then. You know, back then you give me a a beat, yeah, I can approach it like the best rapper alive. I'm going to give you the best rap I can give you. But now I'm a bit different. I can do things. So now when Mac sent me a song, and that may be what he's expecting, but then he gets the song back, and I, oh, forgot to tell you, Mac, that's me on the guitars. Uh. You know? Like, what, what part? He listening for a solo or something. Like, no, just the whole song. That's me playing <laughs> the guitars. Things like that. Then, you know, I know how to stretch my voice now. Mm. Drizzy was popping, ready whenever you fucking about I sing your boy. Boy, I sing your bitch out of trolls. Right, you know, nigga. But yeah, so you know, and I can do different things. Then life, period. And then the best part about my music, um, for me, it's a personal thing. I always get excited when it's accepted by the people of now uh-huh. because I know for a fact that I don't know what the hell y'all listening to. That's always a personal thing for me. That I love, like, because I don't know, I don't listen to nothing. So I don't know what the hell is popping. Right. I go to a club, when we go to a club, you know, they playing all the music. I'm mm-hmm. vibing. Mm-hmm. I'm vibing, and I love everything I'm hearing, mm-hmm. but it's the first time I'm hearing and it. You're asking Mac, yo, what's, what's this? this? What's yeah, this? Yeah, and it ain't like I'm asking them, what's this? Yeah. Because I'm about to go in my car and, and buy it. Or uh-huh. nothing. It's just, what's this? <laughs> you know what I mean? But whatever catches my ear, and I do like something, I like an artist i definitely let him know, and he'll definitely know that, okay, you feeling this. That's, like I said, but that's a personal thing I always love, to know that, okay, they feeling this, and those Okay, say they love it, they like, man, you're still, you're the best. Okay, then, cool. They they love what I'm doing, and I don't know what the hell they doing. You know what I mean? So that right there is always a great thing.
0: Hip-hop is turning 50. Uh, what you mean? Hip-hop, as a culture, turning 50, 2023. 50 50 I'm not talking about Scent Hip-hop Started out in the Bronx Spread to all five boroughs The West Coast East Coast Midwest Dirty South And even internationally Birthing legends like Rakim Nas Tupac Biggie Scarface Jay-Z Eminem And 50 This time I am talking about Scent I'm not sure how old the mixtape is But mixtapes wouldn't be what they are today without 50 cents before his nine times platinum 2003 debut, Get Rich or Die Tryin', 50 had the streets going crazy with the bootleg of his Scrap Columbia Records album, Power of a Dollar, and his series of solo and G-Unit mixtapes with DJ Who Kid. If it wasn't for 50, there wouldn't be a Gangsta Grills.
2: So it was only alive 10 years before I was born? It's crazy.
0: And to think about it even in that context, you've been a part of it for three of those decades? Mm-hmm. The 90s, mm-hmm. 2000s, yes, yes, 2010s, yes. and now going into the 20s. <laughs> I've been there. How amazing is that?
2: I'll give you the perfect example. That part alone, just that having that longevity in the game is amazing. Clearly, it's amazing. But I had a big-ass book in my house that I wanted to put in my studio area because it was a hip-hop book. It was like the 100-whatever years or whatever. I don't know. if it's 100 greatest moment. I don't know. Of hip, but it's a book full of amazing photos, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, of artists. Gotcha. And, you know, it's all... Uh, you know, like, you got Rock Rakim, you got all those artists, and it's got Wu-Tang, Missy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I always flip it to a new page every day before I start a session. Fire. You know what I mean? Always. And I had flipped it to Nikki. I am like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I am like, I thought this was an old-ass <laughs> book. You know what I mean? like, what is Nikki doing in there? And it was like a woman's say. It was like the female section, female MCs. And I was in there, but I was like, oh, shit, that's the beauty of the longevity. I know, mean, I'm not expecting to. I mean, this is an awesome book. I didn't expect to be in there. But I didn't expect Nikki to be in the book, so I damn sure didn't expect me to. Be. So just things. so that's the amazing, the awesomeness of the
0: longevity. So that, and and for that, I mean, you are who you are. Like, you seeing yourself in the book, it still excited you.
2: Yeah, hell yeah. I was like, well, shit, I you know I was in this. I've been flipping this bitch for like three <laughs> months now. <laughs> I've been starting the session for like three to a new page. I ain't expect to see the boy in
0: there. You brought up Nicki. It's fair to say that because of Nicki Minaj, we are now in an era like never before have we seen a hip-hop when it comes to female rap. Mm-hmm. And salute to all those who came before her. Mm-hmm. But again, I think it's fair to give her flowers into saying that I don't think we would be where we are right now when it comes to females in hip-hop if it wasn't for Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to get your thoughts on that. And, you know, are you paying attention as much as possible these days on what's going on when it comes to, you know, women in hip-hop?
2: Definitely, because I pay attention to women regardless. It's mm-hmm. just a manly trait. I don't know about y'all, but that's what I do. But Nicki, man, Nicki, when I met Nicki, she was, you know, straight New York, ready to, you know what I mean, ready to, y'all can form a circle. And we can get the shit popping. Mm-hmm. She was that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. To see where she is now, it's just like that same feeling I just was telling you. But like you know, to know who I am now, yeah. approaching the song. So to see who she is now is just, and to see where the game has came so far as far as people, other female artists, and what I give Nikki props for is her her boldness and her um, I don't know how to word. I guess the risk it just I'm gonna do it how I want to do it, yeah. and I'm gonna do it right. It gives other females rapping, singing with whatever. It gives them a confidence, uh-huh. you know what I mean? That probably wasn't there until they see it, right. you know what I mean? And I believe she's responsible for a lot of artists we see out here that probably won't
0: admit that. So there's been some memes going around okay. um, online. Uh, memes, that's the thing they make a picture and it's funny, right? They make the pictures. Right. Yeah, and they, I you thought know, it was Mimi. Mimi, we can... Uh, but sounds sounds forward good. Forward okay. boy. I like Mimi. Like boy. Shout out to Mimi. This meme, or Mimi, <laughs> shows an artist terrified of Wayne getting on their song. Because when Wayne gets on your song, it becomes his song. You know, artists basically will get scared when you get on a song because it then becomes your song. So it like basically a meme showing... Uh,
2: shout like, out to Fuka. is stupid ass sent me that. He always... <laughs> He keeps me in the loop uh-huh. with things like because he's gonna regardless if I ask him or not he gonna send it to my phone because uh-huh. it's making if it made him laugh he gonna send it to a, pimp you're a pimp it's gonna his message gonna be like pimp these niggas stupid as fuck <laughs> he sent me the one you talking about he said because I ain't get I was like what are you talking about Fuke? and I finally hit <laughs> I hit him back like y'all just too stupid. That was funny.
0: That shit was crazy, right? <laughs> it
2: was funny. But it was
0: an actual thing, too. It was almost like the gift and the curse. <laughs>
2: no.
0: Still to this day, but I remember during them years when you was body and everything, it was like, <laughs> it would excite an artist to have you on their song to for you to, you know, do it on your mixtape, but at the same time, it would then belong to you. You would own it. It would
2: be yours. Back then, those artists would tell me stuff like, man, you kill me on my shit, man. Why you do me that? They're like, man, I'm just trying to do my best. Yeah, it just, trying to do my best, making sure your shit hit number one, rather it's because you <laughs> did it up, because hey, we're going to be number one. We're going to get there.
0: And t- even times, it would go from being on a mixtape to then being an official a single, yeah. Mm-hmm. A
2: single, and then... I remember, you remember that? Yeah, they would do that like... All the time. Like, hold up. So I, you chose such and such on your real <laughs> remix, but Tune then put the, put his own little remix out, and you know what? Fuck such and such. Yeah,
0: it the are coming with that. <laughs>
2: <The> official. <one. laughs> we about to shoot a video.
0: <laughs> there was times when, I don't even know if, you know this, but like even Cole, shout to Cole. When we were doing dedication, maybe it was four, I think we announced it. And Cole was like, I, I gotta be on here. Kind of remember that. And he sent me, he rapped on uh the G-Dep special delivery beat. Okay. And he sent it to me mm-hmm. with his verse on there. And then I sent to you to get on. And I even I remember Dedication Three. Uh, Nick was like, drama, I can't miss out on this. And she made sure to have her record together. Mm -hmm. Like, people even wanted to, it was so important for them to be a part. That's right. J. Cole and Nicki Minaj, two artists who probably charge a million dollars for a feature, asking to please be included on a free mixtape. That's the power of Wayne and the power of the dedication.
2: I remember when she told me that, and I was like, I remember, because she was like, she know how I am. You know, she know i definitely wasn't viewing it that way like uh-huh. nick you gotta be on you know what i mean she know i'm just working so she was like i knew you was like she's like so i gotta be on here once she's like no i'm gonna send my i remember she, ta- I remember she told that. you that yeah
0: mm-hmm. she said she said the record over um one thing that's become synonymous with tunchi is the flickering of the lighter mm-hmm. it's become a part of your sound
2: it's yeah just so people know like that, that i am and i think he can let y'all know that too it's not a signature thing, you know, so I, that's never been a song. That, yo, hold up, let me get my life. I am, that's just, I, y'all know I don't write. And so when a song comes on, that's me lighting it up and that's my thought process. And so if you don't hear that light or flicker or whatever, then that mean I probably was, somebody probably was before, you know what I mean? This is a different type of song because sometimes I do hear it and I'm like, damn, I ain't got my flicker in there, <laughs> you know what I mean? But then I remind myself that you your flicker is not some kind of signature or nothing. So, you know I mean, it sounds great and I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. But I've heard it on other people's songs as well. I've heard them do it as well. So yeah. I know the other artists that do it. As yeah, well.
0: so shout really, out to them too.
2: Yeah, shout out to them too. Because they just, like us, they probably just about to start it off. Let's get it.
0: <laughs> We're putting dedication to up on... Streaming platforms this year mm-hmm. um, Something that people have been fiending for for some time You started somewhat of a trend with that Even with mixtapes Putting up some mixtapes That people have, you know Wanted for mm-hmm. so long mm-hmm. Shout out to Mac And then for that That they came up with those that idea Shout out to Mac for that And you know, I mean I think it's it's important Because, you know this part of your catalog It's part of I didn't know
2: how History you. And you know, a person like me I, I didn't know that it wasn't excess? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's I not didn't. like they could go to yeah, Apple I didn't and get thought it. thought it was right to. you know what I yeah. mean? So now that I know once Mac and them thought of doing this, I, I see the importance of it as well, and it's amazing. Yeah, Because I go by it and cut it on and bang to it too, and am like, shit, I heard this shit in forever. Fire. Yeah, and I noticed that this is why you ain't heard it in forever, because you wasn't able to.
0: Fire. Yeah. Before we wrap it up, I, I gotta ask you, when you did in Green, and you started your line off, and you literally, like, you could hear the difference... When you said, let me take my mask off, mm-hmm. the genius of that, you would literally muffled.
2: Yeah. No, I had my mask on. This shit is. Yeah, I had my mask on. It was a turtleneck that automatically came with the, you know what I mean? Be, you know, um, and I saw, and I'm sorry, I saw in the paper it said, don't mention, I don't know why it said, don't say the B word, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but it was, it was a shirt made by them. Uh-huh. And uh, it was a turtleneck dope. I guess they made it for COVID. Uh-huh. And so you, you could pull the turtleneck all the way up and you put it, there's like two holes for your ear uh-huh. so it could stay up on this. So I had to, I mean, so I really did have my mask on. I thought it was kind of cool that I put it in the joint.
0: So not you, you're one of one. Thank you for everything you've done for the culture. Nah, man. Thank you for everything
2: I you've done for, for Gangsta Grills. Come on, man, you know, we ain't finished. I appreciate you, though, Legendary, for real. absolutely. Because, you know, my, my mixtapes was, oh, we drop them. You know what I mean? We we just put them out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's how I start. And you, you you know, you're a mixed, t- you you got a circuit with that mm-hmm. shit. You know what I mean? You have a real platform with that shit. You know, you already know. I put my shit out, just drop them and shit you to where well, you had to tell me at once. time, like, no, like, well, let's do it this way. Mm-hmm. Like, let's do it this way. I'm going to send it back to you. <laughs> you're going to like what you hear. I remember those days, yeah. like, you know, because I'm just ready to drop it. Yeah. I don't, we don't need no, I, don't, I ain't thought I'd find, I don't need nobody saying nothing. I don't need nothing. Nah. So I appreciate you because you showed me that no, if you really want the mixtape to do something, you gotta make it a Gangsta girl.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Did you know the dedication to is in one of those lists or whatever, but it's literally like number 15 on. Best albums of the decade.
2: Of the decade. (laughs) We made the albums. (laughs) We made the
0: albums (laughs) list with a (laughs) mixtape. Legendary Tungi is here, and like that, we gone. We gone. This has been an Audible Original, produced by colabo Inc. Society, hosted by DJ Drama, featuring Lil Wayne. Executive Produced by Kenya Barris, DJ Drama, Wheezy WTF, Leighton Lakeshell-Marson, Audible Executive Producer, Joshua Poole, Produced by Roy Farrell, Kristen Alcala, Consulting Producer, Jamie Nelson, Production was engineered by Alex Anderson and WTF Media Studios, Sound Design and Mixing, Michael Beliveau, Edited by Alex Anderson of WTF Media Studios, Edited by Jamie Nelson. Written by Dustin Smith, F.A. Guy, and Domilare Sinoike. Original music by Don Cannon. Researched by Dustin Smith. Talent booking by Marquetta Moore. Production lawyer, Eric Spiegelman. Production accountant, Kristen Johnson. Production assistants, Devin Kruger. Victoria Larte, Tiana Johnson. Head of Audible Studios, Zola Mashariki. Executive Vice President, Head of U.S. Content, Rachel Giazza. Copyright 2023 by Colabo Productions, Inc. Sound recording copyright 2023 by Audible Originals, LLC.